How many brought a testimony today? You got something. Well, let, you need to stir something up. Here's the deal. Let me just read a couple of passages now. The scripture says in Psalm 107, we started, I started with this this morning. We're going to keep coming back to it. Hey, let me say this to you. Psalm 107. Say that out loud so you'll hear it in your head. That's a good one to read through this week. You should read through it a couple of times. And here's, here's let me help you with something. It starts off like this. <laughs> Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Now, that word, remember, that love is his loving kindness, his, his chesed in the, in the Hebrew. That is the, the faithful covenant love of God. That is the word for which we don't have enough English words to, to describe, chesed. It is a powerful Hebrew word. It's about God's loyal covenant, loving kindness, and it endures forever. Amen. Amen. Now, then it says, so, so give thanks to the Lord. That's a command. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good and his love endures forever. Then verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. I know what you all want to say. You want to finish that. Say so. Because you just want to say, you, someone, you, everybody just wants to say the word so and get it over with. Well, that's not enough. You don't, you don't just say so. That's a good place to start. So, but here's, but the rest of the psalm, and if you want to spend a minute over coffee this week or even as you're preparing food or getting ready for family, the rest of this psalm has a rhythm to it where the psalmist describes people in their peril. And sometimes they, it's because they made some bad choices or whatever else, but the psalmist goes through and describes scenarios of people who find themselves in the need of God's intervention. And it, so it's some wandered in the wastelands, and then they were hungry and they're thirsty, and then it, there's the, the rhythm is somewhere like this. Then you look at verse 6, they cried out to the Lord. There's always that part. Then it's his response. He led them. He did this. Then verse 8, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Then it starts over again in verse 9. I mean, he continues, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Then verse 10, he starts that rhythm again. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness. So what the psalmist does is talk about people in their circumstances that they cried out to the Lord and then spends time celebrating the goodness of God and how he intervenes in their life. So I encourage you, spend some time, sip through Psalm 107 because here's the, the end of Psalm 107 is verse 43. Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. Ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. In other words, take some time to think about, talk about, pray about, think about some more, look at, reflect on the loving deeds of the Lord. The one who is wise will do this. You'll be blessed by it. You'll be enriched by it. It is, the, it is a good, it is good, how good it is that we would gather to give thanks to the Lord. Scripture says, that's the old song, how good it is to give thanks unto the Lord. Someone say, how good it is. It is, a, it is the right thing to do. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13 tells us that through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. 
the fruit of our lips, the, the, there's one version that calls that giving thanks, but it's not, a, it's not the, the Eucharist of giving thanks. It's a, it's a profession. It's a declaration of his name, like bless the Lord of my soul or give thanks to the Lord. It's a, we, are set, we are offering with our mouths a sacrifice. Now, sometimes that, that has been, we have talked about that like a, something that in the midst of a challenge or a struggle, maybe we don't feel like it, so it's a sacrifice. That's true. But Hebrews is literally telling us that our praise is like a joy, is what is, is, the, is the thing, like the Hebrew people would bring in joyfully into the tabernacle, into the temple to offer up as a gift. They would bring in whatever. We, we bring in our praise. And it, it comes in, and the Lord is pleased with it. So we're here this morning to gather together and to bring a word. So what we're going to do is, you're just if, as soon as you're ready, I'm going to be looking for my leaders to lead the way. And as soon as you've got something to say, I've got some, who are we? Where, let, me, let me see. We've got Darcy over here with a handheld, and there's my, my Mrs. Dab over there with a handheld. And they'll come to you, so you don't have to come and stumble around. And if you're in the middle, you can just lift your hand. We'll find you, and they'll maintain eye contact. And we're just here to listen and enjoy. So let's take the next few minutes and you bring the sacrifice of praise. And I'll say it again. Your testimony will encourage you. It'll encourage somebody else. And if you're still right in the middle of it, give thanks anyway. And let's see about a breakthrough today. Amen. Amen. Are you ready? Lord, receive from our lips today, Lord, these, these gifts of praise and thanksgiving. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You got it? All right, Joel. Oh, you might help to say, hi, I'm Joel, or I'm Bob, or use your real name. Nobody use that joke, okay? Okay, I'm Joel. Um, over the last few years, I've gone through some stuff. Uh, normally, I wouldn't be able to talk about it, but God's making me stronger, and here I go starting to tear up. But uh, I've gone through a death. A uh, back that I almost wished I was paralyzed and have that pain. Mm. God brought me through all that. <laughs> and it's because of these people here. I'm so thankful for this place, for our mm. pastors. Um, now, my wife has been battling some little cancer stuff and God's got this thing and uh, we're still going through it but my wife is strong as she always is and uh, I just thank God for each one each one of you that prays mm -hmm. for pastors that care and love for the men of the church that give me encouragement. I'm thankful for my wife who, <laughs> through everything, has been my rock. Even when she's going through what she's going through. And uh, I didn't think I was going to be a crying idiot this time. But <laughs> Jesus has this. Yeah. He's why we're here i give thanks to him yeah and this is going to go away and we're going to be right back here both of us doing what we love to do right, talking to the people taking care of people when we can 
and we just love Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. We'll find you. Go ahead, Dars. We'll go back and forth. We might, Lord, they might need help if anybody wants to help them look for people, but we're doing good. Good morning. My name is Blanca, and I've been struggling for a long time for my cobalt tunnel and pain on my wrist. And two Sundays ago, Laura has said, let's pray for the people. We need to pray for them. And the usher of the Holy Spirit came in so strong. And I said, Lord, I receive it in the name of Jesus. By the time I got home, no pain on the yeah. wrist. I'm Autumn, and I, last month in October, I was in the hospital having some antibiotics because they thought I was going to have surgery the next day, but I didn't. I had it a week or two later, but one of the nurses came in and, and had to ask me some questions, and she said, well, have you ever had cancer? I said, yes. She says, well, what'd they do for it? I says, well, that's a story I have to tell you. Come on. I said, I don't know how, what year it was, but I was swallowing over a lump. And I went to a, a specialist, and he put something up in my throat, nose, and down into my throat. He said, well, your thyroid is enlarged and infl inflamed. He didn't say anything else. Well, about maybe two or three days later, my regular doctor calls, and her, her nurse says, she, you've got to come in for a CAT scan. He called, and he wants you to do this. And I says, well, I'm not swallowing over a lump anymore because I had, had been prayed for. And um, she insisted, and so I went and had a CAT scan. And about mm, one or two weeks later, she calls and says, well, Mrs. Garrett, we're not going to follow you for this anymore, but let me tell you, that specialist knew that it was cancer. Mm. So I have never had to have anything done for it. And I thank on. the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Take that. Uh, my name's Lisa, and I've been uh, coming to Heritage Church about four years now. And when my two older sons um, became 18, they decided and we weren't coming here. They decided they didn't want to go to church anymore. Um, and when I came here, my friends faithfully have prayed with me and prayed believing. So I don't, uh, I don't pray begging, and they don't pray begging. It's things have been declared over my sons, and so I just receive that, and I pray into that and just continually thank the Lord that they're going to come back to church and they're going to know him better and, and all that. And my son Gabriel, my eldest son, started coming back um, three or four months ago. And he's, he's not an every week guy yet, but it's coming. And I'm also believing for my middle son and his girlfriend to be coming to come Heritage. So. Amen. My name is Ben Davenport, and I wanted to say that I'm so very thankful for how present the voice of the Holy Spirit has been in my life this year. Hi, my name is Patty, and um, slowly over a few mornings, I would get up and my hands would be stiff, and it just came on me all of a sudden, a kind of an arthritis stiffness in my hands, 
where I could barely close my hands like this. I felt like I was like crippled. And the enemy was just coming in with an attack, you know, like thinking those thoughts like, oh, I'm going to be crippled. I'm going to have arthritis at an early age. And I just began praying. And as Pastor shared, to contend for prayer, kept going forward, kept going forward for prayer, kept, kept, kept contending, had a wonderful intercessor friend that prayed. And others, you, um, one of the youth in the back here prayed for me. And you just keep contending. And I had a, a doctor that said I may have to have uh, surgery in this one hand. Part of my job is driving part of the day, and I could barely hold the steering wheel. I was, like, driving with my palms, oh my. and I got special driving gloves, and I was just like, I am not going to receive this, and just continue to pray. And I woke up one morning, and my hands were completely healed. Wow. I just praise the Lord. I feel like I have new hands, like he's giving me new hands. Keep contending. You are there. You're on your way for yeah. that healing. Good. Hey, listen, before we keep going, let's just remember the we, same, right? Same. You hear a testimony this morning of something that you're fighting, same. It's for you. You just receive it, okay? That's good because I, I think we're praying. I, I prayed with somebody else who's having hand issues, so that's for you. Awesome. My name is Lauren. Um, I have so many things to be grateful for. The Lord has been doing mighty things in my family, in my kids' lives, um, in my marriage, in our business. Um, so I give thanks for all of that, of course. And this last while, he brought to my mind the one of the one of the heart postures of this house, and I feel so grateful today for the transformation in my own heart because of it. And whenever I've come. Um, doubting myself, needing um, mm, needing encouragement. The word of this house, the voice of this house, has always been, you are loved, yeah. you are loved, you are loved, you are loved. And I'm so grateful for a place where I can grow roots, where I can, you know, be myself, make mistakes, and grow in the Lord. I'm so grateful for the transformation I'm so grateful for what this house is doing in the Lord, how the Lord is blessing this house. I'm so grateful for the group of intercessors he's placed around me. The intercessors for this house are remarkable and faithful and dedicated and so loving. And they go to war. They, they pray. And I'm so grateful for them. And lastly, I just want to give thanks for the trip to Africa. I give thanks for, for the healings that happened there, the, the lives we were able to speak into, the love that has expanded my heart. I feel like I love more wow. having come back from Africa. Like it expanded my own heart and my ability to love. And I have a greater faith and hope for the fire starters in Africa. And so that expands into, oh, China, Middle East, everywhere. <laughs> like, I'm excited for what God is doing. I know it looks dark, but he is on the move. Yeah. So just yay, God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hi, and I'm Mary, and I just want to share a testimony because many of you are part of this, of my nephew, Ryan, mm. um, and his miracles. Ryan had a, has made a lot of wrong choices in his life in the past, and he had to pay the consequences. And he didn't want anything to do with God except 
Now, he had a serious car accident where he was critically injured and was on life support for like 10 days. The doctor said he had no sign of brain activity. We began to pray. This body began to pray for my Brian. And he began to respond very slowly. He was started breathing on his own occasionally and then continually. We continued to pray for him. I went in to pray for him, and he had a girlfriend sitting there holding his hand, and he was in a coma. And she was sitting there, and I was told her I was going to pray for Ryan. And she said, I want to join in. And I was amazed because this is a guy that didn't want anything to do with God. In the next few days, things started to change, and many miracle steps happened. The doctors kept, at one point, was saying, you know, his quality of life, what do you want to do to his parents? But God was on the move. And the doctors said, don't um, get your hopes up continually over him, over his parents. And I saw a light in Ryan. The doctors said, He may never talk again. He is talking normally, more softly, but normally. They said he would never, may never swallow normally again. Before he left the hospital, he ate a hamburger and a pizza. (laughs) They had to test it. And he was able, doctors said, that he may never walk again. He is walking now the length of a football field with a walker to aid him. He has been continually, and I am continuing for his continual healing in his mind. His mind was, his whole mind was, they said, was moved. So his cognitive ability is, needs to be touched in a mighty way. He has been blessed to go home from the hospital this past Friday. And the biggest miracle in his life was he came to know the Lord through all this by his Christian girlfriend. So we are going to keep asking and seeking and knocking for his complete restoration, spirit, mind, and body. What man says is impossible, God says is possible. And always remain hopeful. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Hi, I'm Anitra. Um, And about two years ago, my husband was laid off. uh, A little bit unexpectedly. So we we began praying. And we prayed and we prayed and nothing was happening. And I typically pray in my car. Um, I think my Hyundai floats about six inches off the ground because mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm praying the whole time I go to work and praying for this job. And I hear a voice, another voice. And it says, you could look like a fool. You're saying God is good and your husband doesn't have a job. And you don't know if you're going to have to sell the house. You don't know how you're going to do Christmas. And I took pause, and I said, so what? Mm, 
I'll be the fool because I know God is good. I know, and I'm not going to let my kids think anything else, that God is good. Amen. He got a job. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was awesome. My name is Sue, and I've had a friend for 40 years. And uh, the last time I saw her, um, I wasn't able to make her laugh because she was going to coughing fits. And then she couldn't breathe. And... Um, this got worse and worse to where she um, was taken to the hospital several times um, because she couldn't breathe. And at one point, they said she had turned every color because she, her breath was just gone. And um, they had to revive her. And um, I called her the other day because I had heard that she was not doing well. And we started talking, and she started laughing. And I said, you're, you're laughing. And she said, yes, I am. <laughs> and um, I said, we just prayed about this two days ago. And it, to me, it felt like a Lazarus. Mm. Because what is life without joy? You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And this woman loved, loves to laugh. And while we were on the phone, she kept laughing. And I kept crying. <laughs> <laughs> because she was laughing. So I d- God is so good. Amen. <clears throat> I would like to thank everybody that's prayed for me, that know about my condition. Uh, I worked for Hanford, and they've been wanting me to take a free physical for long time and I feel good so I did but this last time I did they said I have something irregular on my lower lungs and uh, I think God has a sense of humor I think the symptoms are there I've been to two lung experts and then in Portland, a bunch of respiratory people, lung experts, all get together and discuss cases like mine. And I think the symptoms are there, but God's healed me, and they don't know what to do about it. My name is Mahalia, and um, last week I got bullied really bad. Um, at school, I got called a name that was really, really rude because I was protecting someone that I thought was going to get hurt. And the Lord totally did, as my mom said, a double whammy. Um, I was group chatting with my best friend, and I told her what my best or what I got called and that I got bullied, and the school saw what I wrote. And so I got called into the office, and um, my counselor actually was able to fix the bullying. <laughs> so. Good, honey. Good. Uh, hi, church. Um, my name is Jay Gordon. My wife's Sue Gordon. Probably see us around. Um, I'm going to keep this really short because our lives are kind of complex. And um, the thing is, we've been going to church ever since we can remember. 
And we've lived all over the world. We went to churches all over the world. And I got to say that this church is very special. There is something about it. When I come in here, I feel the spirit every time. I look forward to coming to church every Sunday. Um, Pastor Dab, Laura, you are awesome. And I love the praise team so much. Yeah. I'm a musician myself, so I can really okay. appreciate them. And the music just kind of just gives a direct feed to God. He touches me through the music, and I listen to music every day of my life. And I just want to thank the church for what you do for us. Um, you don't know how much you've helped us. Um, we've had a lot of things going on in our lives, but we've always been faithful to God, and he's always faithful to us. So no matter what your situation is, never doubt him. Um, we've given money to the church when we didn't have it, and he's always blessed us tenfold. Wow. I swear, you got to just have that faith because he is there for us. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for everything that you do, and um, I don't want to get teary-eyed either. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> right. Amen. My name is Jim Davenport, and I am grateful that I have a man of God for a grandson named Ben Davenport, a young man who was directed by the Spirit of the Lord. I'm also grateful that two guys hanging out in a donut shop in about 2006 or seven, the younger one said, I think we should start a church. And I'm looking across that church today, Hallelujah. and we are grateful for what God has done. But my friends, God, and the pardon the bad grammar, God ain't finished yet. Come on. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. There's an impact that we are going to be allowed to make on this community if we, as Ben said, keep listening to the Holy Spirit. Bless you. Hallelujah. My name is Rod. Uh, I'm going to stand for my family today. Some are here, some aren't. But uh, we've had a, quite a year, ups and downs. And it's been a little, a lot of you know our situation, a little bit of a, a financial thing, but it's not a big deal. It's not a big thing. Nothing big to God, right? So I just, uh, as this was going on this year, we were expecting, Here's what, we want this, Lord. Come on, Lord, please give us this. But the things that have been happening... Are miraculous, really. The way he's been working is in mysterious ways, and I can't. I, I could go deeper, but I'm not going because of time. But I've seen, like, looks like someone says, uh, when a when a door closes, the Lord opens a window. Well, in our situation, when a window closes, the Lord opens a door for us. Yeah. Amen. So I just want to give him thanks. I just have to give him thanks for the year that we've had, and that we're still here. Like we haven't been begging for bread. Amen. 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 Hi, my name is Marie Burns, and I'm a recovering. I, I recovered from cancer. Mm. I had cancer. I didn't know I had cancer. They said it was stage three, and I went, not me, not me. And so we. I went through all the processes, and... I'm here. The Lord has healed me. I can't stay down. There's too much to do. I have to keep going because I have, I have a 
seven-year-old great-grandson that's been living with us. And if you're around a seven-year-old, you have to have energy all the time. And so I am so grateful for this church, and I am so grateful for my husband for putting up with me and everybody. I just want to thank you. My name is Katie, and this year has been the worst year of my life. The year started with um, an, ab an abrupt separation from the body of Christ that we were attending, and it left us without a church. And then my marriage hit a rough patch, and we weren't sure we would make it. And we were in a really low place, but instead of God leaving us there and the enemy winning, we have a home now. We came home. And our marriage is stronger today than it has been in the 11 years that we have been married. God not only gave us a home, but he gave us a new marriage. And I am thankful for that. I'm Sherry. I wrote it out. I wouldn't cry. Uh, today, I am eternally grateful for our loving, forgiving, wonderful Jesus, who hears prayers and orders our steps. He has not only heard, but he has answered the longing of our hearts. I would say it's been 30 years of longing in our heart, looking for a Pentecostal Assembly of God church and anointed pastors that we could be at home with. And I am declaring today that we have found it in the name of Jesus. And we even had to move out of state. But if any of you have been longing and looking, it's here. You are home. Come on. And we are so grateful, eternally grateful. And we say, yay, God. <laughs> I'm Kara Young, and I have the privilege to oversee Heritage Kids. Wait, stop. I wish you could have felt and saw what I just did. <laughs> as soon as she said who she was, there was such a joyful turn of a tide from young ones up here, like, like a celebrity had entered the room. I love you, kids. Kara, <laughs> we love you. Yes, yeah. I love you. Um, but I wanted to highlight just my thanks to my volunteer team. Come on. Um, since we launched our new renovated kids space that that happened on January 13th and um, I just checked our records you guys have been able to touch 279 kids that have entered these doors and I'm so thankful time out time out time out I'm sorry <laughs> I, I just here's the deal here's what what let me let me give the interpretation so that what she's talking about is kids that were registered. We had a she keeps track. So then we you some of us remember you began we began to pray and declare we'd point and we'd say we want a hundred. We want a hundred kids in the system. We want a hundred. And what she just said was say it again. Two hundred and seventy nine. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> A team that listens to the Holy Spirit yeah. because our kids are having encounters 
um, with you guys. They are having visions, they're seeing angels, they're being healed, they're speaking in tongues, they're praying in boldness in that space. And kids, let me remind you, your voice matters in here too. Come on. So we want to hear from you this morning. So I know some of you kids have stories of God healing and touching tummy aches and restoring ankles and even touching your um, heart and your minds. And so this is your chance too. But I'm so grateful for a church that believes in kids and our intercessor team that goes back there and they pray in those rooms and they lay hands on our volunteers every Sunday. Um, It it truly is a, a team group effort, a family effort. Each of you in this room right now are so important. You are so vitally important to the growth of the kingdom, and it starts with our kids. And you, I am just so grateful that you believe in kids because they are bringing the kingdom. They are, they are ushering and pulling down heaven right with you guys, and I'm just so grateful that, that the Lord is meeting us in that way here. Hello, my name's John. And I have a 93-year-old mother that fell and broke her hip about a month ago. And she liked to die when she was up in that hospital. Just everything was shutting down. The anesthetic had got to her system. And uh, she was in a bad way. She was in and out of consciousness just about. And uh, I said, Ma, how do you want me to pray? How do you want me to have my church pray for you? She says, I want to live, I want to be healed. And I said, all right. And so the intercessors went to work, and the church went to work. She goes home to her apartment next Wednesday. So I give God all the glory. My name is Steve. I retired from my job in uh, July 8th, 2018. I got diagnosed with stage four cancer in my throat, uh, July 23rd. So I did the whole uh, chemotherapy, radiation, all the stuff. I've been out at the end of this month will be one year. And I, I, I think uh, what I know, my wife and her friends had all their prayer chains and groups. I had uh, nuns that started prayer chains people praying for me that I didn't know all over the country. And I, I really believe that was was a lot of my healing. But I also think that uh, I was getting a wake-up call from God that I needed to do more for people. So now I spend my days going to the uh, cancer clinic and trying to cheer up people that are working through it. Hello, my name's David. Um, I just want to, um, there is a lot to be thankful for, but um, at the beginning of this year, I took a position as a director for my job. I got promoted, and I went to a school that they basically had shut down for two years for child care, like, because they just didn't have enough kids enrolled in it. And what I'm most thankful for is God has found a way to expand it, because They didn't even think that it was possible for us to get what we have now, which is about 19 kids. The goal is 28 by the end of December, and I believe it can happen. 
We did have 20 at one point, but then one withdrew. But that's okay, because God's bigger than that. He can make things happen. But I'm grateful. They also, um, God's given me strength because, you know, typically they do not put a guy in charge of a school full with most of the population is full of girl kids. That We have a few boys, but we have a bigger population of girls coming in. And for some reason, God's put protection over me so that I can minister to these guys by just being me and encouraging them to be who they deserve to be. Um, we have three Muslim kids who I'm just trying my best. I have to be careful because their parents are very strong-winded about not saying anything religious. So I just use my personality and try to get through to them the best I can to encourage them to be the best that they are. But um, the main thing I want to say is that I'm thankful for the opportunity to encourage these kids and encourage some of them to be who they are. There are some kids that are so exuberant that sometimes I have parents tell me, I'm sorry, they're exuberant. I'm like, don't. Don't go there. I'm like, this is who they're made to be. We encourage them to be them. And I want you kids also to know, just be who you were created to be. God has a reason for it, and it's okay. Um, my name, huh? Oh, my name is Darian Brown, and so mm, we started coming to uh, this church uh, just this year, and it's been a real life changer. Mm. Mm. They even helped with moving in and everything. Just <laughs> this church is home. My name is Chris, and uh, I'm just thankful that God is faithful. We have some friends I deployed with, with Jared. They don't serve the Lord. But when their daughter became sick, their three-year-old daughter became sick, who did they text? We got a text from Alicia saying that their three-year-old had been diagnosed with Kawasaki disease, and we didn't know what that was, so we started Googling, what is this? And uh, they were running some tests, some echocardiograms and all this stuff, and, and I, I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised because God knows that we pray. Our friends know we pray. Jared and I served in Afghanistan together. Mm. When he came down with malaria, I carried him to the medic uh, aid station. He knows I pray. So when AJ got sick, they texted and asked for us to uh, just, you know, keep them, keep them on our mind. So, okay, we're going to pray. <laughs> yeah. Got it. AJ responded very well to the to the treatments for Kawasaki's, and she got to go home on Tuesday. In all of this, they found an issue with her heart, but we are believing that God is going to heal that, and that surgery will not be required. So, if 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 I can say anything, I just want to encourage you: walk the walk. Just walk the walk. 
You don't have to, you don't have to be up in their face. You don't even have to be perfect. Just be pliable and let God use you in the areas, even when they don't ask for point blank ask you for prayer, but you're the first text they send, yeah. they're asking for prayer. So and thanks for being family. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Come on, Jason. Come on. Listen, I'm going to have Jason uh, close this out. I'll just uh, do two things. I want him to share his yay God a little bit. And, uh, and then he's going to lead us in worship, too, a little bit, and just to minister to the Lord together. But we're going to, we got to land this plane today, you know. But as we do, I want to have this, Jason, I'm kind of, kind of closed circuit meeting. So Jason's going to just uh, close us with his yay God. And he'll, he'll, tonight will be a longer time of ministry. I just want you to just to have him share his testimony as well. But Jay, as we close, let's do this, to the, especially first service. Uh, we've, uh, we've heard good reports of very specific healings. And also we've heard some people that are right, right at the cusp of breakthrough or on the other side are looking for it. So I want to make sure that even as we close in worship today, that we believe God for breakthrough in this house. Amen. And so what we'll do is, so Jay's just going to uh, share, and then he'll close us out. Okay, we'll close us out. And, uh, but it, that, our time of closing will be, will include, we're going to just pray together for breakthrough in your lives. Okay, for everybody who's contending for breakthrough. Raise your hand and say, if you're contending for some sort of breakthrough in your life today. How many of your faith is already encouraged? Okay, good. All right, be nourished. Would you just welcome my friend Jay? I know, listen, we're, we're a little bit low on time. So this is not, he's not coming to, oh, he, he's not coming to, you know, to, you know, give you a message. We're going to close. He's closing with, a, with his yay, God, and then lead us in prayer. Are you ready? Yes. Keep your faith ready. Let's do this. Well, now, please welcome my friend Jay. Hallelujah. Hello, my name is Jason Lee Jones, and I'm a lifetime member of Team Dev. So, yeah. <laughs> They're some of my favorite people in the entire world. It's such a treasure to be here. I met, um, I met Pastor Dev, I don't know how long ago we met, but I tell you, it's, um, they're real friends. Amen. So I, um, I'll make this quick. I, um, I, I don't know how long now, but uh, 2000 when? I don't know the dates. When did we get diagnosed? Yeah. About March of 2018, I found out I had stage 4B throat cancer. And um, I, I travel full-time. Um, I had an agenda throughout the rest of the year into the next year. I had, actually, I had never been that scheduled in advance. But uh, they called me into the hospital, and um, a sweet doctor, was a, was a lady doctor, um, through tears, you know, told me, you have, you know, you need to cancel your schedule. I mean, she was crying, and, and later I, I told my wife, I was like, she was so compassionate, she was crying, and Gina goes, no, she's scared for your life, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, she was so compassionate, you know, um, 
<laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so we we uh, we went into, and the first thing that I thought, um, they said, you know, you have stage four B throat cancer, and and the first thing that I thought, honest, was, I just all I could say was, I know him, I know him, I know him, I know him, and. I just, that's all I could keep saying. And God just kept saying, Jason, 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 just, just be still and know. Hey, and so I just, we just went into this place of just um, the language that, that Gina gave it was relentless abiding, you know, relentless, you know, relentless trust, you know, relentless abiding, you know. God just kept saying, be still and know, be still and know. So I, I don't, I'm not sure how many treatments you went through. I, cause we practically had the, had the same thing and I'm a speaker and a singer, you know, that's what I do. And so at first they were going to like cut out part of my neck and, and we just had everyone praying and praying for wisdom and and I definitely didn't want to be walking around like this, you know. <laughs> so so uh, eventually they decided to do 35 radiation treatments and six chemo treatments. I mean, this time last year, I was still basically coughing up blood and tumor. And I started traveling again in January all over the world. Um, it's, a, it's a privilege. It's a high and holy privilege to, to get to do what we do but they would put me in the radiation machine and and I just was like we're going in this place of just relentless abiding you know relentless abiding so I would lay on the radiation machine and they thought I was losing my mind because you know they put you in this mask and they pin you to this table and then they they blast you with radiation and I would just be like Jesus (laughs) they're hitting me with radiation but Isaiah chapter 60, verse 5 says, we look to you and we're radiant. Our hearts throb and swell with joy. (laughs) I just feel like like we look to you and we're radiant. You're the radiance. Jesus, they're they're hitting me with radiation, but you are the glory. You know, Zechariah chapter 2, you're a wall of fire around me, and you're the glory inside of me. And I know you didn't give me, you know, and hey, one of the things we would say was, you know, God didn't give me cancer, you know. He doesn't have to use anything sin brought in this world to teach you a lesson. But he will definitely step in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And hey, and and you know, I was like, well, this is going to be my upgrade because <laughs> because God didn't give it to me, but he'll step in and I will learn a facet hey of his character and his nature. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you're facing, there's this vacuum that happens that you can go up and in to the heart of God, to the mind of the Father, to a heavenly lens, and you can encounter him in a, in a facet you've never known him before. And then you step into a realm of full knowledge. Come on, somebody. And so Heidi, um, our spiritual mom, Heidi, would call us almost every week 
and some of you may know who Heidi Baker is, some of you may not, but she's all over the world. She's like, Jason, I'm in Japan, but I'm praying for you. And one time she called and she said, I'm taking out my, my what was it? My machete. Shout devil, you, you, you'll rule the day you ever mess with Jason Lee Jones. She was, she's like walking through the airport and I'm like, hey, Shaka Baba. I'm like, I'm getting blasted on the phone. <laughs> Woo, you better look out when the mama takes out her, her machete. It ain't no game. It ain't no game. But one thing that um, I would like to, I'll end with this. I, uh, I am absolutely cancer-free. Come on, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It's a miracle I'm speaking to you today. I'm singing. They went down my, my throat, and the doctors said that my, uh, and we called this guy Dr. Doom. Because he did not know how to take us. I'd walk in smiling, you know, goes, what's you so happy? You don't have to be so happy. And I was like, well, I, you know, I'm just a happy guy, you know. I'm like, but uh, so when he gives a compliment, you know to take it, yeah? And he said that my vocal cords, which the cancer was here, but still 35 radiation treatments, you know, they blasted my, my head, that my vocal cords are pristine clean, yeah. So I'm still building everything back up. But, you know, one of the things that I told my children, we, we were honest with them the whole time. And we went into this place. You know, Heidi would read Psalm 91. When you're seated. Everybody say, when you're seated. All right, look at your neighbor and say, when you're seated. Okay. Okay, when you're seated in the shadow of Shaddai. Come on. Hey, you're covered in the strength of the God most high. But, but look, there's a prerequisite. You have to posture yourself. You have to poise yourself. You have to position yourself in the place of abiding. Amen? Because when you're seated in the shadow of Shaddai, then you're covered in the strength of the God most high. So we have to constantly be going up and in to this place of intimacy with the Father, you know. And this is what we did. And so, like, I, we have the fruit of the Spirit on our wall. And I told my kids, you know, fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Everybody say love. love. Say joy, joy and peace. Long suffering. <laughs> gentleness, goodness, faith. <laughs> Somebody say, yeah, yeah. Somebody say, yeah, God. <laughs> Anyways, but I mean, so I told my kids, I said, because it says against this, there is no law. Come on. I told, I told my kids, I said, Daddy has got to have 35 radiation treatments, but Daddy has peace. The devil can't have peace. So I can outweigh him. 35 radiation treatments, that's all you got. Because I got the fruit of the Spirit, which is the highest form of warfare. 
I've got long-suffering. Come on, somebody. This is the highest form of warfare. When you begin to walk in the realm of the Spirit, you know, when you get into, you know, no matter what happens to you, if you can have a heavenly perspective, you can beat it. It doesn't matter. And we have joy. We have peace. Joy, I mean, God would send us sweet, sweet. Every time we'd walk in and if we were having a hard time, because we actually Instagram, some of you I know watched it, and it, there were times it was tough. I was coughing up blood and tumor, and I couldn't, to swallow was like swallowing razor blades. I'm sorry, literally. So, like, I couldn't even drink water. <laughs> so it was crazy. I lost, like, 45, 50 pounds. And if I'd go in, kind of downcast, this sweet mama nurse would come over. Jason, can't nobody. She starts saying, do me like Jesus. Come on, Jason, now, come on. Can't no, I mean, in the, in the, in the, in the cancer room. She didn't care. She's like, I'm going to pray for you. I don't care what nobody say because I know Jesus got this. <laughs> but, yeah, we just really positioned ourselves just relentless, just raw, just authentic. And I would lay, and I would lay on my couch, and I put this phone, I just put my phone on my chest, and I would just worship. Literally, there's the song I'm about to sing that I, it's not my song, but it is my song because, because I beat cancer with it, through Jesus, through Jesus. But there's a Rita Springer song that says, all I did was praise. All I did was worship. <laughs> all I did was bow down. And all I did was stay still. Jesus just kept saying, Jason, be still. Can we just stand and lift our hands? The, the tangible presence of Jesus is in the room. And just poise yourself right now. Just step into that place, of, <laughs> in that most holy place between the cherub, the shadow of his wings.